baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, a lot of questions uh, about the corners, the defense without uh, Zach Bond and Chris Orr, and about the quarterback situation in uh, in Madison. Evan Flood, Badgers insider for 24-7 Sports, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And uh, Evan, so let's start with uh, Graham Mertz first and uh, give us your thoughts as to, first of all, we know he's got the physical ability, but is the absorption of the offense there? Yeah, I mean, without having seen any fall camp this year, we weren't allowed to go in because of COVID-19 precautions. Uh, I think that's the biggest question for him because last year coming in in fall camp and some of the appearances we saw during the season, from an arm talent standpoint, he was pretty much all the things everybody said he was. A, a very live arm. The, the ball just comes out of his hand differently than the other quarterbacks Wisconsin has uh, on the roster. He can make those throws in the tight windows. Uh, you know, Great touch to drop the ball in between the safeties and the linebackers against zones. Uh, you know, that playmaking ability outside the pocket and ability to throw on the run uh, was all there. But, you know, what really stopped him from competing against Jack Cohn last fall, in my opinion, uh, was just picking up the playbook. You could see that there was some delay in his decision-making inside the pocket at times. Uh, you also have to remember he was a quarterback that played in a uh, spread offense in high school. So that footwork and, and dropping back, into the pocket, you know, wasn't always as clean as you'd like it to be. Um, so, you know, usually with most players after year one, all that stuff, you know, starts to come to fruition. You'd have to imagine by now uh, he's got a great grasp of the playbook. You also have to remember that he was expected to start at least one game last season as Jack Cohn was banged up going into that Kent State matchup. The Badgers were preparing him to start, and by all counts, they really liked what they saw in terms of his preparation and, and readiness to give the go under center if uh, Cone wasn't able to play. So, uh, you know, he's still a redshirt freshman. I don't think you can expect he, he's got uh, a mastery of, of this Wisconsin's offense, but I think he's got enough to the point where he can keep this offense humming at the level it was last season. And, and because of his arm and playmaking ability, maybe even do a little more than, than Cone was able to do. What seems to be better and more on track right now, offense or defense? I'm going to go with uh, defense just because I think there are less question marks. Uh, you know, the biggest question mark for, for that group is can they create the same pressure that they did uh, a year ago? But if we know anything about Jim Leonard, 
Um, and, and really about the 3-4 defense going back to 2013 when, when Dave Aranda brought it here is, you know, there are always guys ready to step up. Well, Wisconsin was fifth in the country last season in sacks. They averaged almost four a game. But a large amount of those sacks came from Zach Vaughn and Chris Orr. So the Badgers are going to need uh, either someone on the edge, whether that's Isaiah Green May, uh, whether that's just your freshman Nick Herbig, uh, to, to really step up and, and kind of fill that void. I know Noah Burks is returning, but he's not really that prototypical 3-4 edge pass rusher uh, that the Badgers have had in the past, a la Vince Beagle, um, T.J. Watts, you know, you, you name it. Um, so, But I, I think they can get that same pressure from the inside uh, with, with Jack Sanborn, who's coming off a fantastic sophomore season, and you know, he might be the best NFL draft prospect on Wisconsin's roster uh, right now in terms of those who are eligible for, for the next draft. And, and then Leo Chanel, who you know we all know is considered one of the brightest young stars on this group, uh, you know, should be ready to step into Orr's place and, and do some nice things. But you know, you look at that secondary; they've got everybody back. You also get Scott, uh, except uh, Reggie Pearson, who obviously wasn't medically cleared, but but Scott Nelson uh, is back and healthy. And then that defensive line, um, and, and really the, the entire front seven, you know, should be able to control the point of attack and get offenses into a lot of third third and longs by shutting down the run game in the early downs. Talk about the run game. Uh, as much as we want to look at Graham Mertz and his ability to go downfield, because we know he has the physical talent to do so, but we know that Wisconsin for years has lived and died by establishing the run, not only up front, but with the running backs that they have. I know they don't have a Jonathan Taylor on this team, but who is, uh, who's a guy that you feel is going to be able to shoulder the load and or surprise people with say, hey, look at me? Yeah, this is my, my biggest question mark for the team in general because, like you mentioned, uh, Wisconsin's always had that guy in the backfield that they can rely on to be the bell cow, uh, the guy that you know will offer ball security, the guy that you know will get those tough yards between the tackles. Uh, and, and I don't know if they have that guy. I think early on Wisconsin will lean on Nikia Watson the most. Um, he's obviously got the most experience uh, in the base package, but but I thought the depth chart was kind of telling. I mean, if you know John Settle and know what he looks for in his base package running backs, he's always wanted more of a, a bruiser, a guy to kind of put his pads down and get those tough yards between the tackles. But then you look at the depth chart and you see Nikia Watson and Garrett Groshek both listed as, as the number one guy, and, and Groshek's never really been that base package tailback for Wisconsin. Uh, he's certainly gotten some carries here and there, but but the bulk of his work has come more as a gadget, you know, wide receiver, or, excuse me, running back, uh, you know, whether they use him in the wildcat or, or just try and get him out in space. You know, he's never kind of been that downhill, put your pads down and, and punish people type of, of runner. And, you know, talking to John Settle in, uh, you know, before the Rose Bowl, he kind of expressed some concerns about Nakia Watson, you know, whether or not he was ready to, to necessarily be the bell cow. And then based on that depth chart, I don't know if he's had the, the fall camp Wisconsin necessarily needed him to have. So even though I think he will get a lot of the work early, I think there's still a lot left to be determined. But, you know, in terms of guys who could surprise, uh, I think there are three names. you got to look at Isaac Garendo, who moved uh, from, from wide receiver and is arguably the fastest player on the team. Uh, I think they can get him involved in, in some different ways. I think he's still got to put on weight, add strength, before he's kind of your every down type of tailback, but I'd expect to see more of him this year. And then there's two freshmen, Julius Davis, who was a, a top-of-the-board guy for Wisconsin in 2019. We didn't see last year because he was coming back from a sports turning in, injury 
And then, and then touted true freshman Jalen Berger, who was an All-American Bowl uh, player uh, in this 2020 class. You know, he's a different type of running back than Wisconsin usually takes. He's much more of a East-West guy that that you know kind of does it in all sorts of ways. So I think there's a, a transition period for him to to be more north-south and being the more prototypical type Wisconsin running back. But yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised you know if we're in midseason and you know we're seeing all three of those guys at some point just to put some pressure on Watson uh, and Groshek as well. Talk, excuse me, talking with Evan Flood, Badgers insider for 24-7 Sports. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about uh, the, the Fighting Illini. Uh, Brandon Peters leading this team coming into this contest on Friday night. We know what Lovey Smith did to this team uh, and when they were rolling. We thought, uh, you know what, the Badgers were off to being one of the top four teams in the country, and then uh, the you know Illinois derailed all of that. So tell me a little bit about this team, this offense, and what we have to look forward to. Yeah, you know, they really hurt Wisconsin with, with big plays. I mean, if you look at the box score, you, you, you look over that game and you're like, how did Wisconsin lose? They held the ball for 41 minutes. They outgained Illinois by 115 yards. Uh, Wisconsin was above 50% on third down conversions. Illinois was only 2 of 10. Wisconsin had five more first downs and, and had four stacks in that game. And, and then you look at how they lost. Um, Illinois didn't even run a play in the, in the red zone the, the entire day. They never reached a 20, but they scored all three of their touchdowns uh, from 48 yards, 43 yards, and 29 yards respectively. So I think if you're Wisconsin, you have to be weary uh, of the big play uh, this time around. Brandon Peters is back. He, he's got a safe play weapon uh, back as well, and the USC transfer at, at wide receiver who was third in the Big Ten and third, uh, third in the Big Ten in touchdown receptions last season, and third uh, by averaging over 19 yards per reception. So I think they got to really keep that duo in, in check. But, you know, again, if you're Wisconsin, you look back at that game and say, you know, all of our wounds were, were pretty much self-inflicted. They had some lapses defensively, uh, didn't cash in in the red zone offensively, um, you know, had to settle for a field goal when they were denied I think on the two-yard line twice, which is rare to see Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line happen, and missed the field goal, and obviously had that late interception that set up Illinois' game-winning touchdown. So, excuse me, game-winning field goal. So, I think if you just handle your business and limit big plays, Wisconsin should be able to uh, sort of erase what happened last year. Defensively speaking, they also, uh, you know caught him into a couple of turn caused him to turn the ball over a couple of times so defensively how we know lovey smith really cherishes the defense and controlling the line of scrimmage how good are they up front yeah this, this is what they do and even though wisconsin like i mentioned had a lot of self-inflicted wounds uh it's, it's important to give illinois credit as well i mean they were a team that forced 28 turnovers last year that was fourth in all of college football I and mean, they created at least one turnover in, in every regular season game I think they had 28 or 22 of their 28 turnovers came in in uh, big 10 conference games as well so they got better you know it's kind of the the season uh wore on there and um, you know like I mentioned um Wisconsin you know even though it wasn't technically a turnover at times they're settling for field goals in the red zone when they were deep in Illinois territory uh hurt them bad and you know almost acted as a turnover but the late uh, interception by, by Jack Cohn that happened um, deep in, in uh, I'm sorry, um, yeah, deep in Illinois territory 
uh, that set up the game-winning field goal there with 2.32 left. And if Wisconsin's just able to punt that ball um, and you know, even just keep it on the ground on 35 and, you know, run another 30 seconds off the clock or force Illinois to use a timeout and then make them go the length of the field, uh, you know, they, they might win that game with the way their defense played, assuming, you know, their line I wanted to rip off, you know, a fourth big touchdown play. Uh, so, so if Wisconsin takes care of the ball, they're, they're very good under Paul Kirst as well. I believe they're 46-8 and eight when they commit uh, fewer turnovers than their, their opponent. They were 9-2 and two last season uh, when, when they did that as well. So ball security is going to be a big point of emphasis for this team on Friday. Evan, great stuff as always. Always appreciate it, and we'll talk later down the road, okay? Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Evan Flood, Badgers Insider for 24-7 Sports. Find him on Twitter at Evan underscore Flood, at Evan underscore Flood. That's where you can find him. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers. Right now, you work hard. They treat you fair 85-plus years. They've been doing it. Looking for people now, too. So a lot of people out of work. Hey, it doesn't matter, male or female. If you're looking to drive, big rigs, whatever. If you're looking to uh, to maybe jump into a new career, now's the time to do it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.